All right. Selection Sunday is upon us. My name is Chris Dettinga. I'm joined with Christian Medic. Christian, how are you? Good, good. Uh, fired up. Best time of the year. Uh, this is March. That's all I can say. Yeah. Fun, uh, fun bracket release. Um, you know, it was exciting to see all the all the players react with fans this year as opposed to last year and, and all that. So, uh, but yeah, I thought the committee did a very good job overall. A couple strifes and we'll get to those. But yep. overall, I thought they did well. Yeah, I think it's a, a well-balanced and I think college basketball this year with the incorporation of the transfer portal was extremely important with just seeing how well-balanced these teams are, uh, whether you're on the 8-9 line or the 7-10 line. Like, those are some high-powered schools that could go far in the stands just on how overall solid college basketball was this year. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll try to hit some of the overarching themes as we go, but... We'll be breaking down every single game in the first round today, including the first four in Dayton here, uh, starting on Wednesday. Uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. in Dayton. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get going here. The 16 seed Texas Southern taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You got anything here for us? Um, not really. I mean, two Texas schools. Hopefully it's a uh, – You got. I mean, you got got to watch it, right, even though they're 16 seeds – these teams are going on to face – they are in the region with – who are they? They're in the Midwest, right? Yeah, we got yep. – they, they take on Kansas. Going to see win. Kansas. So, I mean, it's a it's a flip-up with these games. Two Texas schools, which is kind of cool to see, but yeah, you got Corpus Christi, uh, Steve Lutz is the coach there. He coached at Creighton for seven years, and then uh, he's been a Matt Painter uh, guy for the last five in his staff. Um, they play a Purdue style basketball game, so that's an angle, I guess. Uh, they weren't supposed; they were the three seed in their region or in their conference tournament. Uh, I lean towards them, I guess, on the number. They're plus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, Texas Southern was really was they were supposed to be this good um, this year, and they were. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a strong take on this one. Yeah, not really a strong take. I mean, it's it's whatever with these sixteen seeds. But I tell you what, we come up on another sixteens game here. Wright State and Bryant, and I do have a take on this one. The winner will go ahead and play Arizona in the East region. Uh, Bryant, give me Bryant. Peter Kitts. Oh, for sure. I, I already saw the line change one point. It started at two and a half, down to one and a half already. I think that's just some love going on. Peter Kitts leads the nation in scoring, just an electric player. Gives you a Grayson Allen type of vibe, but he's not a like not a dick. He's like, not an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just a swaggy man. He loves to play and uh, – shoot some hoops and get some buckets for Brian. And they're facing Wright State, who Wright State wasn't supposed to win the Horizon. Five, four seed? Five seed? Four, yeah. four five seed. Yeah, four or five seed. And, and uh, obviously got hot at the right time. And they've got some interior size that could give Brian some problems. Mm-hmm. But I like the way Brian plays. And I think anytime you have the best player on the floor, you definitely have a chance. So that's a 16 seed that – a 16 game that we actually – Probably a watch for sure. Yeah, I'll be watching that yeah. one. Um, the Bryant Wagner game in the NEC championship that was nuts. That was electric. Yeah, uh, the, the the fans were fighting. If you didn't catch that one, it was pretty crazy. But Bryant won by like a thousand points. I think they were up like sixty to twenty at one point. Um, so yeah, give me Bryant. They're they're the underdog in this one by one and a half. The over under is one fifty three. Real high, considering Wright State doesn't yeah, score Yeah, Wright State a lot. does not score a lot. I mean, you're banking on a lot with uh, the Bryant Bulldogs giving you a lot of offensive. They done, have done a tremendous job once the, the new year flipped with covering spreads mm-hmm. in January, February, and early March. Yeah, once they once their team got healthy, it was kind of, they flipped a switch, and they've been really sweet. I thought maybe the committee would give them, like, a, a, a true 16 and not, like, a, a void Dayton, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, give me, uh, give me Bryant. We'll go ahead and move on here to the Wyoming-Indiana. Yeah, that's another game on Tuesday. And I think you look at both these teams, and as 11 seeds, you would not want to face them right away. They jump in and – or 12 seeds. So you're looking at the 12 line with a possible game against St. Mary's waiting. And I love the Hoosiers here. I know they're favorited. I think Trace Jackson – Trace Jackson Davis is a stud. Race Thompson is another that gives you that strength at that four spot. And Xavier Johnson's been doing a great job, especially in the Big Ten tournament. And Indiana got hot at the right time. Maybe could be a letdown spot. Love what Wyoming's doing out there. Definitely deserve to be in the dance. Big West had, or Mountain West had such a strong year this year. So I'm excited to see how Wyoming compete against a high caliber blue blood like Indiana. Yeah, no, Indiana, they're they're legit. They're good. TJD is awesome, but 
I don't know if Indiana or if Indiana can defend Maldonado yeah. uh, at a high level. I mean, he is a matchup problem just because he has the size, but he's also so quick and he can he can do a lot and he hurts teams um, in bunches. He can score 15 points in a matter of uh, a few minutes. But if Wyoming can keep that run consistently on offense without him, that's the biggest question. They need somebody else to step up, give him a two and three option. Mm-hmm. If yeah. Maldonado's not on, and and know. that's what we saw down the stretch. Shoot, yeah. I mean, Wyoming was was on fire, and then mm-hmm. the teams kind of figured him out. I think because if I'm looking, I'm Mike Woodson team. I'm taking out Maldonado, figuring what I got from there. And Indiana, as of late, has played tremendously on the defensive side of the ball. Seeing what they did to in the Big Ten tournament, what they did to, I mean, they shut down Iowa, high scoring Iowa team, even though they lost that game. They gave him fits. If Keegan mm-hmm. Murray didn't make eight nine threes in that game, I think. You right. could have been looking at Indiana playing Purdue in the Big Ten Championship today. Uh, the the spread is three and a half uh, in favor of Indiana, and the total's uh, one thirty two. I think I like the under. There. I do too. Uh, that's do that's too. probably all I got as as far as betting is concerned. But don't I'll trust the spread. Uh, I don't trust the spread no. here either way. I think Indiana could roll them. I also think Wyoming could keep it close, but I do like the under there with uh, two teams that. Don't really get out and run that much. Play more of a half-court style of game. Yeah. Uh, and then over in the West, 11 seeds playing game Rutgers and Notre Dame. Yeah, um, this is a, uh interesting game because Notre Dame, before the ACC tournament, was probably a lock in the, in the tournament. And I think uh, that first-round loss gave them a little trouble. Dropped down. Now they're playing against a very – shaky roller coaster Capable. type of season Rutgers yeah. team and I think Rutgers I like Rutgers Geo Baker Ron Harper I think they're a good team I like Rutgers here I think uh Big Ten basketball over the ACC will show here with the strength of the conferences and the caliber of teams that you play on a night-to-night basis Rutgers has some great wins but they have some head scratchers bad um, losses a loss to UMass yeah at home UMass uh Lafayette early Lafayette, in the season yeah. those are bad losses yeah. man I don't know I don't trust Rutgers um but I don't like Notre Dame yeah. all that much it's, it is a perfect bubble bubble team matchup and if we're on bubble do you think uh both these teams deserve to be in uh I think that there is a handful of teams outside of the tournament that are better than both of them I would agree with that I would agree with that for sure I'd rather see A&M right here. I would yep. rather see VCU right here. VCU, yeah, um, even a Dayton team, a yeah, young sure. Dayton team. Yeah. Throw them in. I know they were the first team out, but a young Dayton team that would not be a bad uh, situation, I think would give you a probably a better better game of basketball. I think it'll be a well-played game, but very, I think it'll be very low-scoring, defensive battle, two good coaches, and we'll see what happens. The winner of that game takes on Alabama. Alabama, so... <laughs> Nate Oates' boys are as about as inconsistent as you can get. So yeah. that sets up the winner of that game sets up with an interesting first round match. It's a good draw. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. Rutgers is lucky to be in the tournament, and then they get Notre Dame, who's not great, and then the they chance have to a play chance. Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you shoot. could be looking at Rutgers sitting in the Sweet 16 if we're taking Rutgers in that game. Yeah. So I think we both kind of like the under and maybe, maybe Rutgers. Um, we'll go ahead to the West. Uh, first round game, 116, Gonzaga, Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State's been playing a lot better this like second half of the year. Harper I will be is, betting yeah. on Georgia State to cover the spread. I, I, I see it's down at twenty four. I've seen it at twenty five and a half in some spots. I yeah, think it started at twenty six and a half. That has been hammered down in yes. the first uh, couple hours. Here. I think Gonzaga is obviously the number one overall seed. I think they're good. I think you'll see them in the final four. But I, it's it's a lot of points. I mean, who knows what happens? Then Gonzaga could roll them. But with playing two games in three days. Could implement some early rest, and I could see uh, mm-hmm. Georgia State coming and doing a little backdoor cover there, maybe. So Gonzaga's under 500 this year against the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, I, I don't think Mark Few tries to run up the score, no. but it's still noteworthy. I mean, yeah. this is not going to be a close game, but I think I probably lean Georgia State. Yeah. And, and this is not a Gonzaga team like last year where they were, they do get out and run in transition, but they're just not as great as they have been in the past. They can't shoot the threes. They well. can't shoot. As, I mean, you're relying on Nemhard and Bolton and that's about it. And you're playing the two bigs, which you're playing more of a back to the basket style of game anyway, with your Timmy and Chet home room, that high, low look. So yeah. I don't know. They're not going to, they're not going to lose this game. I would knock on wood, but uh, I like Georgia state with the points there. Okay. Um, right on down in the West there, we got eight seeded Boise state, 27 and seven. Uh, out of the Mountain West, and taking on Memphis, who just lost the game today uh, in, in, to win their conference tournament against Houston. 
Um, real quick, Boise State I, is two lines away, two seed lines away from Colorado State. Those two, those this, two teams have been the exact same the whole this year. Was, this was one of my biggest takeaways, especially from this region. How can Boise State be the number one overall seed in the Mountain West and win the tournament? Yeah, and still fall on that eight line with against a Memphis team who just lost in the AAC championship and was ranked in the top 15 to start the year. Like, I think it's just disrespectful to Boise State. I think they're a good team, play good defense. They'll slow you down like that Mountain West pace we've seen. And when you're looking at Memphis, Penny Hardaway's done a great job of ever since he got Amani Bates, he got injured or whatever that headache was, got Mm -hmm. him out of there, shrunk his lineup a little bit, didn't play as many guys off the bench. They became better. They became older. And I think Jalen Dern, the probably a top five lottery pick, and the AAC freshman of the year, I think is a uh, matchup nightmare for anyone and could set up a good matchup in the second round with uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, the whole Bates thing is interesting because um, they are very, like, it, they are better without him. They yeah. just are. They play better and they're way better on defense. Um, but Boise State should be a six seed, man. Like, yep. it's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough draw here. I don't know. I probably lean Boise State plus two. Yeah, I'll take them with the points there in that spot. I think uh, Memphis. I mean, they figured it out, but I think they're still a roller coaster type of team. And I don't think Penny Hardaway is a great coach. Nope, he's a great recruiter. He can get the boys motivated, but when it comes down to X's and O's and drawing up that final play, who's going to take that last shot for him? And I know every five player on the floor there for Mel or for Memphis will want to take that shot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boise State with the points there. Yeah, Boise State money line uh, plus one ten right now. That's it's not a bad not play. a bad look either. Uh, going back down here on the line, UConn and New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State, the WAC champion, uh, Teddy Allen, Teddy Buckets. Can he stay with UConn? Uh, I think he can. The spread's at seven right now. I think I think it'll be a uh, a close game. All these five twelve matchups are are really good this year, and we've known from history of what the twelve seeds can do to those five seeds. I like UConn. I think UConn could be a sleeper Final Four pick in this this region, just because of how they defend. Hurley's a good coach. Big East was good this year. I think they have the makeup to do that, but I could also see him losing in the first round. So. Yeah, Chris Jans, uh, the New Mexico State head coach, sat Teddy Allen in the uh, the conference semis um, just because he said that he wasn't performing. I don't know. I think there's some stuff going on, and Teddy Allen is certainly kind of a locker room cancer. Yeah, five schools <laughs> in five years. Uh, I'll take UConn with the points. I'm. I think I might be against you. Really? I'll take. Uh, I'll, I think it's kind of a blowout to okay. be honest. Um. Moving on, we got Arkansas Vermont. This one is getting a lot of steam uh, as far as a Vermont upset. What do you think about that? I love Vermont. I love Vermont. Um, won me some coin this past weekend going against <laughs> yeah, coin. UMBC. Uh, took a minus nine in the first half. I think they were up by 20 at half and ended up winning the game by damn near 40 in their conference championship game. And I think Arkansas is very inconsistent without JD Note getting going, I think they can struggle. And I think Jalen Williams is a good player at the five spot, but he is a little little quiet when it comes to the offensive side. If he's not driving in the lane and uh, making his threes, which he's not a great three-point shooter, I think they are in a little bit of trouble this game. And I think seeing the line at what it is at minus five and a half for Arkansas makes me want to do a little sprinkle on Vermont and maybe even on the Vermont money line with the first upset that I could actually truly see. Yeah, five and a half. I thought it would be more. I thought I would get seven or eight. Uh, I mean, shoot, New Mexico State, you got the 512, and that was seven points. And then mm-hmm. you go to the 413, and it's down to five and a half. Um, I don't, tra- you're right. Without, if Note doesn't have a good game, Arkansas is very beatable. Very. Um, but I don't know. They're way more athletic than Vermont. Mm-hmm. Vermont can light it up. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what they're doing this year, uh, but I probably lean Arkansas. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that'll be an interesting game. That's our last game in this region on Thursday. Uh, we'll head to the Friday games straight down the line there. No, let's go to the two, uh, just because I want to talk about this. Uh, Cal State Fullerton, fresh in my my mind after the Big West final. Give me the points. Uh, Give me the Duke. points. Uh, yeah, that's a big spread. Um, Fifteen, I think. Yeah, we got. Oh, eighteen. Got, Give it 18. to me. Give it to me. That's a Give lot of points. Me. Coach K loses at home in his final game loses to a bubble team in Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, 
and now gets put in a death region at the bottom there, either facing Tom Izzo or a quality Davidson team and a Fullerton team who plays good team basketball and has some guards that can score and are quick. And I think whenever you're facing Duke, it's the first thing is, can you guard Paulo Caro and can you match up with Mark Williams? And I think Fullerton's guards can make it difficult for Duke. And they can, I think for sure, maybe not for sure, but I think they can cover the spread as a 15 seed. I'm not going to talk too much about Fullerton. Duke should win this game. There's no way Coach K loses his first round in his last season, right? You wouldn't think so. Uh, <laughs> Want to put it past him. Milstead can score. Yeah. CK can score. Uh, Fullerton's good. They're a good team. Yeah. They make a lot of shots. That Long Beach State game was incredible last night. Just how resilient they were. With uh, mm-hmm. They bring some, some guards off the bench, too, and Duke is not a deep team. No, they're not, but... I mean, Duke's going to win. I don't know. It's a toss-up for me on the points. 18, yeah. probably high, but I could also see Duke winning by 30. Yes, yeah, for uh, sure. So straight up. Maybe an over there. Yeah, maybe. An maybe. Over. What is the – we get the 43? Total, right? Yeah, 143. Duke scores a lot. They don't play much defense, though, and that's where – that's why I think that spread being 18. Yeah. I like Fullerton just because I hate Duke, but give me the Titans. <laughs> All right, we got the Spartans, Michigan State, 22-12 and 12 as the seven seed taking on Davidson. 27 and six who got beat uh, by Richmond today in the yeah. a 10 championship. Who, who, what do you think here? This is probably the biggest 50, 50 game of the, of this region for sure. Yeah. Maybe of the whole thing for me. Would I love to see a is okay rematch and, or K matchup in the second round? Yes. Would I love to see Davidson with Hung Jung Lee, one of my favorite <laughs> players in college basketball, how good he is. And, uh, that David's a team. I don't, oh, man, it's tough. Uh, you got the Foster Lawyer revenge Foster spot Lawyer here. Foster Lawyer is good. I mean, he's what averages 17 points a game and can just stroke it from three. Give me Davidson. Give me what's the points. I like Davidson here. Uh, I think Michigan State's been kind of some frauds all year. They don't really have that go, go-to player, which kind of frightens me. In the past, you've had Cassius Winston. You've had players like that that you can go through. Yeah. I don't think their guard plays strong enough to uh, – to make it far in the tournament and maybe not even get out of the first round. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not huge on Michigan State this year. Um, I don't know. They're they're the 91st best defense on Ken Palm. Ugh. Uh, that's gross. Yeah, like, that I, is I don't know. Right. I'm not going to trust that against Davidson, who a team who executes as well as anybody in the tournament, yeah. honestly. So, uh, yeah, give me David, Davidson plus one and a half. Um, Texas State – or Texas Tech uh, and Montana State – Montana State's scrappy. What's the over-under in this game? Um, 130. Yeah, I figured it'd be low. <laughs> Both uh, strong defensive teams. We talked about this earlier. With the, sp- the over-under being that low and the spread being that high, doesn't it just tell you to take Montana State with the points? Yes. Uh, 15 and a half with, with the 130 total. I mean, shoot. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like That's the play there. Um, as far as the straight-up, Texas Tech will win this game. Uh, there's no question about that. They will win. Um, but they both play such a slow pace that I do like I do like the under. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then last game in the region, we got Alabama and then the Rutgers-Notre Dame matchup. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so we can just hit on it quick here. Alabama's really inconsistent, but they are better than both of those teams when they're playing well. Yeah. So I, I, give me Alabama. I agree. Yeah. Um... I think they can score Shackford, Quiverly, Davidson. I think they can stroke it. Um, Keon Ellis is good. SEC's had a good year. It was a tough conference. If Alabama can get hot, I think uh, they're a dangerous team. Yeah. Okay, we'll go across um, to the south region. Arizona holds the number one seed. They get Wright State or Bryant. They're going to win that game. Yep. Um, Bryant maybe can – here's the thing. If Bryant wins the play-in game – Take the over on the Brian Arizona. Yes, for sure. It could be one, 165, 170 yeah. maybe. Could be the highest over-under we've seen. Yeah. Root for points. Watch Peter Kiss jack up some long threes and just make sure it was a good run for Brian. They had fun. So. Yeah. We're going to jump down here to the 5-12 matchup uh, on Friday. We get Houston and UAB. Jelly Walker. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take UAB straight. With the points. Money line. You money take line. a money line. I'm going to money line UAB. I hate. I don't like Houston. Eight and a half. I'll probably just take him on the spread. Jelly Walker. I like him. He's a player. Guy can get buckets. But, I mean, 
money line's a little tough with Samson and how even though that Houston team's had injuries, how they've over, overcome those injuries and still won the AAC. I mean, you can't put that past them, but I like UAB with the points here. I think it'll be a fun, fun, fun type of game with uh, two contrasting styles. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. With Sasser out, UAB causes the fifth most turnovers in all of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston has kind of struggled with teams like that. Yeah. Memphis beat them. Um, and, and I think UAB is better than Memphis uh, at kind of the, the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take UAB to win that game outright. Oh, Regardless, they'll, they'll Three times? Eight and a half. Yeah. Give me, give me UAB. Yeah. I like eight and a half for sure. Uh, and then in that eight, nine matchup to pair up with Arizona, we get Seton Hall TCU. Uh, Seton Hall's without Bryce Aiken still. That matters. Um, TCU's playing probably especially the best with basketball Mike, of the year. Especially with Miles at the guard spot. Yeah. I think I like TCU here. I I think they're a scary team on that eight nine line, and I think they could even give Arizona fits in the second round. So I like TCU here. Yeah, I've been trying to think about who I want to win so they can match up with Arizona. Um, TCU has a little. I don't know. Obiagu or yeah, Obiagu down low for Seton Hall can give yeah. Coloco kind of some some fits. Mm-hmm. But TCU's guard play I think is better. Yep, and they shoot a little better from the outside. Yeah, so I I'll probably take TCU here. Yeah. Uh, in the four thirteen facing Chattanooga, the thirteen seed is facing Illinois. The mocks are a um, popular upset pick. Very popular. Uh, they won on that half court heave by uh, John Baptiste in their conference championship. I like the mocks, but I don't know, man. Seven and a half, maybe, maybe a little short. Vegas might be trying to set something up here. I think uh, I like Illinois. I think I think when you have the most dominant player on the court in Kofi Coburn, I think it's tough to stop. And I think Illinois is as good as their guard play is. And I think we've talked about this a lot with Andre Curbelo and how efficient or inefficient he has been when he's been on the court. I think that could be their biggest downfall. But mm-hmm. when you have Alfonso Plummer, when you have Trent Frazier, when you got Grandison hopefully coming back healthy, I think this Illinois team is tough to beat as a four seed. And I could uh, definitely see them making the Sweet 16 and maybe even the Elite Eight. I think D'Souza of Chattanooga matches up decently with Kofi. Uh, I don't think that's he's just going to bully his way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Curbelo. Uh, Illinois is three and six straight up when Curbelo plays more than 20 minutes. That's bad. And they yeah. keep playing him so much. Yeah. Underwood, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Your, your best lineups when, when Plummer is on the floor stretching the defense. Yeah. Whenever he's not on the floor, it bothers me with them when they. I'd love to see him do a three guard or like more of the three guard lineup with Frazier, Plummer, and Curbelo on the floor and have Curbelo play off the ball with him driving and penetrating and finding shooters on the outside. I think that that could be when they're at their best, but I will say we both watched the Indiana Illinois game in the big 10 tournament. Illinois looked really bad. They did like, like really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scares me. I'm, I mean, shoot, this is another one and I don't want it to do two right next to each other, but when I'm filling out my bracket, I'm going to have a tough time not picking the mocks. here. I agree. I agree. It's going to be tough. I mean, I've talked high on Illinois, but we saw last year what happened to them when they were the one seed and they ran into a, not as talented Loyola Chicago team that shut down Coburn and played a frustrating style of basketball against them. And if you get, if you get Illinois to turn the ball over, you have a very strong chance of winning the game, which I think the mocks could do. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll move on here, but one more thing, if you want to root for a fun mid-major guard to like be that next guy, Malachi Smith could be him. Uh, yeah, he's he is, really good. He is a bucket. <laughs> he is good. So moving on down to the second half there, this these games are on Thursday. The 6-11 is Colorado State versus Michigan, a team that me included do not think that they should be in the tournament. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we don't have the line for this game yet, but Michigan will probably be favored. There it is, two and a half. Two Michigan and a half. Minus two is and oh my goodness, no way. They're favored. I think... <laughs> I don't think Michigan, I think it's a very bold take for them to be in the tournament. Hard for that them to be left out, especially with Mr. Juwan Howard and what he did this year. I think it's all for ratings. Uh, I think Michigan is Michigan is way more talented. I think Dickinson's a good player. Eli Brooks has that experience. Uh, Caleb Houston on the perimeter that has been knocking down a bunch of shots for them. And then uh, Diabate, if you're running him and Dickinson at the 4-5, 
for a team like Colorado State that really only you're really only just scared right. of Roddy. That's it. It's just and right. I think Diabate with his length and his overall strength can give him problems. And I think Dickinson is athletic enough to guard him on the perimeter as well. So I I like Michigan here. Uh, I think they could get hot here. And honestly, I think they could make a little run. Yeah, they get the, probably Tennessee next round. Yeah, I think I they think can make possible. a little run here, maybe to the Sweet 16. But I do like him here against uh, – Colorado State in this spot. It's hard for me to go and go against Roddy. Uh, he's a bucket Minnesota boy, but yeah. Here's the thing: is is David Roddy is the best player on the floor. I don't care about Brooks or I'll Dickinson. Take, I'll take Dickinson. David Roddy is the best. Not only the best player on the floor, maybe the best player in this region. Pretty here first, okay? I love David. Roddy. Give me Jelly Walker, man. Come on, <laughs> and Coburn. And, and Gillespie, come on. Liddell sitting there. David Roddy is the best player in this region, <laughs> and uh, he's going to take Santiago Colorado Vescovy? State to the Sweet 16. Okay. Um, that's what it is. Everyone, if you believe in what I think uh, for some reason, stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast and go take Colorado State Moneyline right now while it's still positive, okay? Uh, that's that's all I got there. They're going to win this game. Yeah, we're on opposite sides here. I'm going to roll with uh, – I hate, I hate Michigan, but – I think, ah, gosh, I think there's there's talent there, and I mean, yeah, they're they they're, they have more overall talent, but uh, let me, let me just say this: if it's a closing like close game down the stretch, I like Colorado State to operate more smoothly than you know who you're going through. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That's why the spread is so low. I think. Yeah, and now this is an interesting one too. To me, you get Tennessee as the three seed taking on Longwood, who's twenty six and six. Longwood plays. A unique style of basketball they run some zone out there and they they do some kind of crafty things um tennessee's looked really good though tennessee's looked really really good and i think uh i like tennessee here i i don't 17 points. i'm not gonna touch the spread um i just like tennessee to win not gonna touch on money line either i just think uh rick barnes is a good coach and they play a frustrating style of basketball and when they go three guards with Chandler, Ziegler, and Vescovy on the floor, you got three point guards there. And they close out games with that. And I think John Fulkerson can give you that double-double off the bench for them. And Jones has been knocking down some shots from the outside. I think this Tennessee team is a tough out for anyone. Yeah. No, uh, Fulkerson's sweet. Um, 17 points is a lot for somebody that plays so a slower slow. style. Yeah. Over under is 132. I lean the under. I do too. Uh, I'll, actually, I'll probably bet the under. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's all we yeah, got. Yeah, Tennessee's there. games, they either score a boatload of points because they can't miss from the perimeter or it's a <laughs> 50 to 47 game. Right. And it's just a slog. And yeah. that's what they like to play. In. Yep. We got Ohio State, the seven seed, taking on Loyola Chicago. Seth Davis on air was like Loyola Chicago. It's the greatest team. They, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're they're worse than they have been for a couple you're, years. You're now. missing Crutwig, yeah, which was your best player. Ohio State has been as inconsistent as any team in the country this year. But I think anytime you got Liddell, you got Zed Key, you got Kyle Young, you got Arns if he can actually make a three this once this year. I think Ohio State maybe has too much talent here to frustrate Loyola Chicago. But I mean. This game just screams under to me. Anytime there's a loyal Chicago game being played, I just want to bet the under <laughs> just because of how yeah. slow they play and that frustrating style of basketball. So it's this is a coin toss game for me, but I do like the under in this spot at 133.5 because I've seen Ohio State struggle to score and will probably struggle even more against loyal Chicago and how good their defense is. For what it's worth, Ohio State 32nd in Ken Palm, um, loyal Chicago 24th. So. Uh, Mr. Pomeroy has it as a loyal Chicago win, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking Ohio state writes the, sh- writes the ship at least I for agree. one game and gets to the Villanova game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that sets up an intriguing matchup and I, I, I do like, I lean Ohio state here. I know I'm probably on the wrong side here with everyone coming on loyal to Chicago, but I do like Ohio state here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that brings us to it. Villanova, Delaware, uh, Jameer Nelson jr. Making the NCAA tournament, yeah. good for him. Uh, taking out my ta- my Towson Tigers. Uh, that was a bummer, but Delaware, kudos to them. That's awesome, yeah. but they're going to lose. They're yep. going to get Go destroyed Noble. in this game. Mm-hmm. 
uh, especially Villanova shot the ball so poorly against Creighton in the NCAA or in the Big East tournament. Still won. Yeah, I Still. think Villanova wins yeah. by 20 plus. They're just Jay Wright teams and are tough to beat in March. And I think anytime you're that veteran experienced, especially with Gillespie. Yeah. He, who, 16. Looks, who looks like the best player on the floor. And he's, he's such a good player with when it comes to just controlling the game. And we saw it all throughout the Big East tournament of just how well he handled the pressure and how he could just slow the game down and get his player or his teammates in position for the best shot possible. Yeah. So both in agreement, uh, Villanova rules and they're going to uh, tell Bill where to kick rocks. Yes, for sure. Uh, down to the Midwest, Kansas and the winner of Texas Southern and Corpus Christi, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas by a Kansas. lot, right? <laughs> Kansas. Um, spreads really high. Um, I like Kansas a lot. I think they're a good team. Yeah. Abaji's is awesome. And McCormick's been playing really well recently. So Yeah, he's starting to figure it out. So uh, Kansas will roll in Fort Worth. They'll play the winner of San Diego State and Creighton. Uh, my Jays, Christian, my Jays, I uh, got beat by Villanova in a very low-scoring Big East championship. Uh, get ready for another low-scoring affair oh, against yeah. San Diego State. Over under 119.5 in this game. Tremendously yeah. low. I think we uh, – I like the over here. I think it's anytime that's low. It's probably a trick, but – Give me some points. I think uh, Creighton can score. And I think Matt Bradley can give you enough offense to hopefully reach that. But, man, they are tough defensively. And this game could also be played in the 50s where I just sit there and get mad because I lost some coin on uh, betting the over. But yeah. Matt Bradley can Matt, Matt Bradley rocks, man. Yeah, he's um, a good player. I do think Creighton wins. Uh, the spreads, San Diego State minus two last yeah. time I checked. So, Give me Creighton with the points. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Kalkbrenner poses a unique challenge to San Diego State that they haven't even seen the whole conference. Yeah, I don't. You haven't seen a player above seven feet that is that in, intimidating around the rim and can also score and is very skilled as well. So I like the Jays with the points there as well. All right, moving on down the line, you get Iowa as the five seed, Big Ten champion, taking on the itsy bitsy Spiders, the Richmond Ten champions. Yeah. Richmond, good for you. Jacob Gilliard, good for you. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like uh, I like Iowa here. I think Richmond's a good story. First time back in the tournament in ten years. Um, I do like do like Iowa here. I think Murray poses a tough matchup for anyone. He can play at the three. He can play at the four. He can play at the five. Bohannon's got that experience. You got the McCaffrey brothers. Uh, you got the Murray brothers that we've talked about, and they're a deep team. They uh, they can run it up, run up that score. I like the over in this game. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. Both these teams can score. So give me the over, 151 and a half. It's 10, uh, 10 and a half last and a half time I checked. Spread. What do you think there? Uh, makes me lean Richmond, but I can also see Iowa just rolling here. Oh, down to nine. So down to nine. Coming, coming on Richmond hard here Ooh. in the market in the, in the early uh, part of Selection Sunday. Um, Richmond, and here's, here's one thing we've talked about a little bit, is Richmond last year. They went on two COVID pauses. Mm-hmm. Before that happened, they were a top 25 team, for sure, at large bid. Very, very good. That happened, derailed their season, and it took them a little bit of this year. It's the same guys, and they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. It's a really talented team. It is. There are a lot of experience. And the there. A-10 is a solid conference, too. I think anytime you get an, an at-large bid in Davidson who can make the Sweet 16, mm-hmm. I think that just shows how deep your conference is, especially when you look at that – the next next team out was the Dayton Flyers. Yeah. I mean, you got respect for the A-10 there, and I think Richmond poses, even though they were the sixth seed in the conference tournament, I think they were as good as any team in that conference. Yeah, Richmond 83rd in, in Ken Palm, so not a uh, welcoming rating for the, the Spideys, but I think they can compete with Iowa. I yeah. really do. They're not going to win, mind yep. you. <laughs> Iowa's really good. but They might cover a spread. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, moving on down with, uh, a team that, well, I, a game that I know we're on the opposite sides of. You get the four-seeded Providence Friars versus your Jack Bunnies. Give South me the Dakota Jack State. Bunnies. Money line, plus two and a half. Give them to me. Like them. Uh, they could score. They didn't lose a game in conference this year. World through their conference tournament. You get on Providence. Providence was fraudulent all year with their wins. They squeaked out games against Butler, Georgetown, just et cetera. Uh, I wish they weren't on the line here because I do like Ed Cooley and I like this Providence team, but it is tough 
to go against the Jackrabbits, and anytime you're inviting me to bet against Providence, I will take it. And it worked for me in the Big East tournament, so I will take it here again. The Friars just win, man. Baylor Shireman's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Friars win games. Uh, Jared Bynum and Al Durham are really starting to be a pretty formidable out, yeah. one-two punch in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about the world right now, but Providence is just it, its connected to God or the universe or whatever you believe in. Uh, <laughs> With them winning ballgames. <laughs> and they're going to go to the Elite Eight. <laughs> That's my take wow. there. Uh we got LSU as a six taking on Iowa State. Uh, both teams kind of struggling in conference play. Yeah, yeah, kind of an icky matchup, really. An icky matchup. <laughs> it's like a game that you'll you'll turn on. It'll be on one of your four screens you have in the living room, or at the sports book, wherever you may be watching these games, where you watch the first four minutes, and the score is two to one, <laughs> maybe four to three. And it gets to the 10 minute mark and it's 11 to nine. And you don't look at it the rest of the time. 124 and a half, I think, is the over under. Uh, I like LSU probably here in the spot, even though Will Wade's gone. I like their talent. I like Xavier Pinson. I like Tari Eason. I do like Gabe Klauscher on Iowa State. They were a team that started out tremendously, were ranked, I think, as high as top 15 in the country. Mm -hmm. Won some early games, beat Memphis, Creighton. Creighton and Rockington's then, really good. Yeah. And then you uh, get in, baller. you get into conference play and you play a tough big 12 schedule and you see your true colors go out. Give me a LSU here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably on the same side. Um, I don't know. Iowa state is the 151st best offensive team on Ken Palm. There, there's nothing that makes me want to bet on a 151st best offensive team. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we both can agree on the under here. Yeah, under and on the side, give me LSU or LSU. stay away. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin, Colgate, your Badgers. Yeah, Badgers, another uh, – we're getting into this region where we got uh, Providence, we got Iowa State, we got LSU, we got Wisconsin. A bunch of fraudulent teams, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I like Wisconsin to win here. Probably won't bet it just because I don't know if they can even cover a seven-point spread against a Colgate team, just because how inconsistent they are at times. But I think Johnny Davis being the best player on the floor gives you a good chance to win. Something about Wisconsin this year is their lack of interior, not only size, but just ability. They've In the past, they've had big guys that they've been able to play through, whether it was Kaminsky, Ethan Happ, Nigel Hayes, Nate Reavers. Micah Potter, where these teams that have gone deep into tournaments, they don't have that this year. They're more a guard-led team with Brad Davison, Chucky Hepburn, Johnny Johnny Davis, like, and Tyler Wall at the four gives you good minutes and decent scoring, but great defense. I think Wisconsin, the biggest thing with these games, their first two games, hopefully, are they're played in Milwaukee, so they're home games. It'll be a Sierra Red there. The place will be packed with Badger fans, and that gives you a big advantage, so... We'll go with Wisconsin there. Um, yeah, Wisconsin, I mean, of their last, like, 12 games. games, they've covered seven points, like, yeah. twice. Yeah, they just play close. <laughs> they know how to win close games. That's why it's just – it's a it's a tough spot to bet. Uh, I'm sure a lot of money will come in on Colgate just because of how the public has kind of faded Wisconsin this year and they don't think they're legit, similar to a Providence type of team. But I like Wisconsin to win. Maybe a parlay piece on a money line there if that spread creeps down. Yeah. Your boosted odds might get a little better. Marcus Bingham put up 19 uh, on Wisconsin in their last game. Tucker Richardson, who's who's Colgate's guy, he's their go-to scorer. I could see him doing similar numbers, but, yeah, I agree. Wisconsin's going to win. I don't know. No no lean on a side for me. Yeah. Uh, USC Miami is the 7-10 here. Your boy, Drew Peterson, oh, Drew. taking on Miami. Drew and his long neck and his interesting three-point shooting style. Uh, feed me the under in this game. Yep. Always. Our USC unders, we've won some coin on it this year. Uh, I think it's 141. Yeah, 141. Which I think is a lot for this game to be played in the high 60s, low 70s. Uh, Miami's just a team that's kind of just flown under the radar. One good, Really one good win against Duke. That's about it, and we've talked about the ACC and how it's not obviously what the best conference this year. I don't even think it was really that good. So I'll probably go with USC with their experience on them going far. 
last year with Mobley and Peterson. And if they lose, Enfield will be probably in College Park, Maryland the next week coaching the Terrapins. <laughs> but I like USC here. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's only one and a half right now uh, at DraftKings. I like USC, uh, both money line and at the number. Yeah. They're a better team. But yeah, USC unders, always a play. Yeah. Uh, down to the 215 matchup, you get Auburn and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, interesting way to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, uh, 21 and 10 on the year. I, I don't know. Auburn's going to win by a lot. Yep. Uh, that's it. I does, don't really it always, does it always seem like the bottom right bracket is always the 215 upset? I can recall <laughs> yeah. Florida Gulf Coast. I can recall, I think that was the Duke Mercer. Uh, no, it might, no, Duke was a three that year. Okay. It was the Duke uh, Lehigh with uh, oh, C.J. Yeah. McCollum. I think that was bottom right. Watch out, Auburn. I, watch out. No, no. Yeah. Watch out. It's 16 and a half right now. I lean Auburn. Yeah. One thirty. Jacksonville State money line. Jacksonville State, yeah. Also a sprinkle <laughs> on Jacksonville sprinkle. State money. <laughs> no, go Auburn. Yeah. All right, down to the east. Uh, we got Baylor as the one seed taking on Norfolk State, 24-6. and six. Really good year for Norfolk State. Uh, kudos to them, but they're they're going to lose this game. <laughs> yeah, go Baylor. Baylor wins. Yeah, Baylor Get the right wins. game for Baylor. Go get it done. Uh, I know they have some injuries, and Flagler's kind of been uh, up and down as far as injuries go, and Chamachacha was hurt, but 20-and-a-half uh, is the spread right now. Lean Baylor. Lean Baylor, yeah. Uh, and then here comes a game where it could could give Baylor some trouble in the second round, as we've talked about. Yeah, I think both these teams could. Yeah, you get North Carolina and Marquette. Uh, North Carolina is ascending. Marquette is descending right now. I like the Tar Heels. Yeah, I like the Tar Heels, too. Wouldn't it be surprising if Marquette won? Uh, I lean the over in this game to uh, good offenses, not great defenses. Um, both teams like the score. Both teams have some bucket getters. Uh, Caleb Love can go get a bucket. Armando Baycock can give you 20. Uh, Brady Manic can shoot the lights out from three. And then you got Justin Lewis. Tyler Colick getting them the ball in the right spots. That's my guy on Marquette. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably lean North Carolina here. I think it's another money line toss-in piece. Wouldn't be surprised if this game was close. Minus three right now for Carolina. Marquette has been a lot better as a small dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lewis is a Big Ten or a Big East uh, first teamer. He's really good. Yeah, he's and good um, if they put, I'm I'm curious how they match up. If Manic is on Justin Lewis, I think he's going to get exposed. Yeah, and a big thing about North Carolina too is they are not deep. They don't play a lot of guys. Uh, Dawson Garcia had to take a leave of absence from the team yep. as a posterior size guy that you would. He was a starter for them. Manic yep. came off the bench. And I think once they got Manic rolling in that starting lineup, they became more prominent. And but that their depth kind of kind of worries me. And Marquette plays a plays a handful of guys off that bench that can contribute. So maybe that's a a difference in the game if you look uh, down to crunch time. Yeah, Carolina is a real interesting team. I do think they can win two games, but uh, it would not surprise me if Marquette kind of schools them here and wins yep. by eight. Uh, moving on down, you get an interesting five twelve. Um, Will be a popular upset for a five twelve. You get St. Mary's, and uh, they take on the winner of Wyoming, Indiana, who I think we both maybe agree is probably Indiana. Yep. I think Maldonado could uh, pull something out of his butt for Wyoming, but uh, either way, I like St. Mary's. Yeah, I'm gonna. I actually like Indiana here. I think what they showed me in the Big Ten tournament. I think Trace uh, Jackson Davis is the best player on the floor. Um, I think he either goes on a run where he declares and goes into the NBA draft this year, or they lose early, could be in this game, and he comes back for another year. But I think he goes on a little bit of a run here, and Indiana stays hot. I like their guard play. I like the way they defend. And if you shut down Maldonado, we've talked about this before, you have a chance to win. Yeah, Sorry, we're Mary's, talking St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a uh, Kuzi's really good. Yeah, Kuzi he's a fun, is good. fun guy to watch. Um, interior wise, they don't have Toss, as much. Toss, yeah, Toss is okay. He's all right. Uh, St. Mary's is 16th in Ken Palm, ninth best defense. Uh, you look at who they play, though. Yeah, it, sure. But it is a better West Coast Conference this year. It I is. Will yep, say. it is. Yep, and I think you compare a St. Mary's team to a Wisconsin type of team, similar type of brands. 
and we saw Indiana compete with Wisconsin in both games this year. I think they lost both, but I think Indiana is better now than they were. Yeah. TJD is starting to yeah. dominate. Going. He's playing like a dominator. Uh, the winner of that game will face the winner of UCLA and Akron, and make no mistake, the winner of this game will be UCLA. Yeah, uh, I think Ali Ali gives you a good chance for uh, Akron, Akron to backdoor maybe keep it close, yeah. but Akron wasn't even supposed to win their conference tournament. Spread U- 14. UCLA is coming with a vengeance this year. I think they, uh, they smelt that blood in the water last year of Jalen Suggs breaking their hearts, and I think uh, – they're, they're going to be grooving at the right time. Hawkes is playing well. Juzang can, as we've seen last year, can take over a game. And I think if Tiger Campbell gets you in the right spots, you'll win any game. Yeah. Christian, interesting thing here. And it, it drove me nuts. Um, in the Pac-12 championship last night, UCLA in the semis against USC. A 61 possession game. That's where they succeed. Yeah. Pac-12 championship, a 72 possession game. Count both sides. That's 22 more times up and down the court. If UCLA plays in those style games, they can get beat. They can get got. Yeah. But if they play in a 61 possession game, they're not going to have any problems with the first couple games. And I think this bracket sets them up nicely to play that slow style of pace if they want. Yeah. St. Mary's. Yeah. Whether they're playing St. Mary's in the next round, whether they're playing Indiana. And then you look at the Sweet 16, you could run into a Baylor team who doesn't love to push it. They do push it. Or a North Carolina or Marquette team that likes to push it, but do they get to that point? So it sets up pretty nicely for UCLA to return to that Elite Eight spot. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. At 14, I do lean. Actually, I'm going to bet UCLA. UCLA is going to win a lot, win by a lot here. Uh, moving on down, you get Texas 21 and 11 out of the Big 12 as the sixth seed, taking on a smoking hot Virginia Tech. I think, Christian, I think Texas figures it out. I yeah, think. I think they went. They're they're too talented to not win a game of the tournament. And, so talented, and it would be the Longhorn Nation, who we know are some of the most most ruthless fans and expect nothing but the best from their program because they are Texas. If they lose in the first round, Chris Beard might not be coaching for the Longhorns next year. <laughs> I think they need to win this game for yeah. their program for their the future of their program, they have to win this game with what they did in the transfer portal, who they brought in, who they brought back. You brought in a new coach. You stole him from your rival. You have to win this game. You have to. And you look at, yeah, they brought in like a lot of the top guys. uh, Marcus Carr, number one overall. Brought in Timmy Allen, a great score. DeSue, Bishop. Like the list goes on and on. Trey Mitchell. But here's the thing with those guys. And uh, we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, me and you is look at the tournament wins of the guys they brought in. Devin Askew never played in a yeah, tournament. Askew, yeah. Dylan DeSue never played in a tournament. Marcus Carr never won in a tournament game. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Mitchell, who's not on the team anymore, but still never played in in the tournament. The only one with a tournament win on their entire roster, I believe, is Christian Bishop and their head coach. Yeah, yeah. and their head coach. Yeah, that's it. That's so not, I don't know. It's not a great. <laughs> yeah. You, you compare them to a team like Kentucky who brings in some tournament experience with guys like Shibway who made who made a run, who Kellen Grady, who's played in big games, uh, just play, Davion Mintz, who was there with Creighton when they made runs. Just guys like that where you, can, you know you have that tournament experience. And I think tournament experience is extremely important when you look at uh, the transfer portal and who you bring in. Yeah. Ramey and Jones have been probably their best players. Yeah. They were there last year. They were there so. last year. Uh, but I do think, I mean, Virginia Tech is a really good shooting team, um, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's Texas minus one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it finished, if it closed at Virginia Tech minus two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The public will probably be all over Virginia Tech. Yeah. Uh, but if that if that line gets the positive, Texas, say, Texas two, Texas one and a half, hard to not take Texas with the points there. Yeah, if it gets to even money, money line, yeah. I'm taking Texas. Yeah. Absolutely. And that'll be something I'll... Re- I'll read into a little bit more might switch to Virginia tech, but Texas has to win this game. Yeah. Uh, okay. You get the three, three fourteen matchup. Chris's upset special right here. <laughs> Give me the Bulldogs. Give me Yale. Give me Azar swing. Yeah. I want to love Yale to cover. They've done it all year. I will take their first half cover. I will take their full game cover and, I will, first probably, yeah. and I will probably sprinkle something on the money line. Azar Swain is probably the best shot maker in college basketball. 
especially difficult shots. I've seen him, gosh, I've seen him, I saw him today, just make shots, just fading away, uh, threes with a guy in his face. And I think we've talked about this, just me and you, of how the Ivy League Conference found a way to guard him, but it still didn't work. You're playing a Big Ten school who, name a guard in that conference like him. I mean, you haven't seen a shot maker like him. No. In that conference. The Big Ten Conference runs big on either wings or big men, not a true point guard or two guard that can make difficult shots Just like light that. it up, yeah. Purdue is the 100th best defense. Uh, they're not going to stick to Azar Swain. No. And Jalen Gavinin and uh, Mbang and their wings are athletic enough to hang around, and Cotton's yeah. athletic enough to just guard Purdue on the wing. Yep, and I think it'll come down to how they defend Edie in the post. Because yes. EJ, uh, EJ Jarvis is going to get eaten up, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've he's still raw. He's still yeah. raw. He has uh, he hasn't played in a, a big – they lost to North Texas last year, and he wasn't playing as meaningful minutes as he was this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Yale gives him that similar type of frustrating style of basketball that can get a team beat on that first weekend. Purdue should win with the spread being that big, but I like Yale to cover here. Yeah, 16.5, give me it. And I'm going to – I'm not even sprinkling it. I'm just going – Two hands in, fully betting Yale money line, and now Oof. I'm going to rock it. Oof. Give me the Bulldogs. Um, okay, 7-10, you get Murray State, 30-2 and out of the OBC. Very good year for the Racers, taking on San Francisco. Similarly to the Ohio State-Loyola-Chicago matchup, the 10 seed is favored in Ken Palm. Christian, what do you got? I know the line for this game is a little bit different. I think it is currently one for San Francisco. If it ends like that, yeah, one, I would be shocked. I think a lot of money will come in on Murray State, and we'll see what that line does. If that line stays close, I will take San Francisco. I think Murray State's the better team, but if I'm looking at some reverse line movement where if a lot of the money's coming in on Murray State and that line doesn't change, I think Vegas might be telling us something. So I will currently right now, I'll go with Murray State. I'm going probably with the chalk bet here, going with the public. But if you ask me in two days, it might be switched to San Francisco. Todd Golden's a better coach. San Francisco has the better coach and probably the better, the best player on the floor. But Murray State, like even in their conference tournament, they don't mess around. Yeah. They, they blew out everybody. Uh, they're a really good team. They are. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Creighton guy, and that's the one team – that I was like, man, I really hope we don't get Murray State yeah. in the first round. And as a Kentucky fan, <laughs> I'm looking at them in the second round, both teams being from Kentucky. All Kentucky Twitter today has been, I figured they were going to be paired together, especially if Murray State was going to get that seven seed, was I don't know who to root for. I'm a Murray State grad, but I lived in Kentucky. And that's what the committee does in some sneaky spots like this where they put two teams that are very close in the same region together. Yeah. Your ratings go up, your money, your ticket sales, everything goes up. They did this for a reason. They want Murray State. They want Kentucky. Makes you just want to pick Murray State. But we'll see what Vegas does with these next couple days on how the lines change. Yep, and then our final Thursday matchup here uh, in the East, you get Kentucky um, taking on St. Peter's of the MAC, the AA MAC. AA. Uh, St. Peter's is solid. They're a good team. Um, they were not the class of the league the entire way. It was Iona. Um I like Kentucky. Here. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a pretty easy pick. Um, yeah, the spread mm-hmm. is big. Uh, I don't know. I it's a get. It's got to be a get right game for Kentucky. They got to go up, score eighty. I'll probably bet their team total over. They got to go score. Yep. Brady's got to bang a couple threes. Ty Ty's got to score. Shibway's got to get his double double. Get him some rest. You got to find who your your secret weapon off the benches it's got I, Damian Mintz has to contribute off the bench that's a huge x factor for him and can you get positive minutes and a good plus minus from guys like Lance Ware Damian Collins Bryce Hopkins players like that off the bench I think uh really contributes on how what type of game Kentucky will play and how far they can make it in the tournament but they should roll round one hopefully. yeah St. Pete's 259th in Ken Palm offensively yeah, uh, just, they'll struggle to score against Kentucky, who I think is rated in the top 25 uh, yeah. in Ken Palm, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, Kentucky's just in a different class, yes. honestly. So uh, that wraps up the regions real quick. 
uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to go through, and you're going to give me, Christian, give me a pick from each region outside of the top, let's say, three seed lines that could make a run to the Elite Eight or, or maybe the Final Four. Yeah. So starting with the West. West. Uh, Davidson. I like Davidson. Uh, Lee, I think, is good. I think they're experienced. They can struggle from the outside. I think, I mean, they obviously have a, they're looking at a gauntlet in their first two games against Michigan State and Duke. But I think they're the team to do it. I think they can give you that Loyola Chicago type of Cinderella run where you're a veteran-led team. You can struggle from the outside. You play solid defense. And you can do some things. So I'll go with Davidson there. Not confident in it, but I like Davidson. Vermont is a sneaky pick as well. Yeah. 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 For me, um, I like UConn, the five seed there in the West. Uh, it's always tricky betting on Hurley to go deep in any sort of tournament just because he's so uh, unpredictable. <laughs> I, I foresee a yeah. game where uh, he gets two technicals and, and hurts, the, uh, hurts the Huskies. The jacket comes off quickly yeah. for him in March. Yeah, but uh, give me the Huskies. I think they have the talent, and Sonogo is just a menace down low. Menace. Yeah, he's he's a matchup problem for anyone. I don't I don't see they them losing in the first round or two. So yeah, give me give me the Huskies. On to the South now, jumping across outside of the top three. So you got Illinois, Colorado State, Houston. What do you what do you see there? Uh, I like Illinois. I think it's a pretty chalky pick, but I think. Uh... There are they got something to prove this year. I think you've had a consensus top three first team All American in the last two years in Kofi Coburn. You've got the experience. You've got like five six year seniors on this team. You got Carbella who's talented. You got you brought in a uh, shooter in Alfonso Plummer. I think if they get hot from the outside, they play through Kofi and they find ways to defend and turn get people to turn the ball over. I think they can go far. On the opposite side of that, if they turn the ball over, they're losing in the first round of the mocks for sure. Yeah, give me Jelly Walker here. I really do think UAB is talented enough. Um, they really check all the boxes. They, got they have a great scores. guard. A yep. um, couple of great guards. Yeah. I think they have a couple of 1,000-point scorers on their roster that they got from transfers. Right. So I, I think UAB has what is needed to check all the boxes to go deep. Uh, the Arizona game, if it got to that point, would be interesting. Yeah. But I like UAB. So uh, we both kind of are picking one out of that Pittsburgh region. So down to the Midwest now, outside of the top three, you got Iowa, Providence, uh, LSU, Wisconsin, or uh, USC. Where are you going here? Uh, I think the bottom half of this bracket sucks. So I'm going to go with Iowa making a run in the top. I think up. I would love that'd be a dream Sweet 16 matchup for me. I think Kansas, Iowa, Sweet 16 matchup. Nance Rafferty and Hill are on the call. It's a late night <laughs> next next Friday. Friday night, late night, eight ten start. I want that Sweet 16 matchup. Yeah, I want Oche Abaji. I want Keegan Murray. I want Bohannon. I want McCormick. I want that in the Sweet 16. Don't know if it'll happen, but I like Iowa making a run there. I think they got a favorable uh, couple matchups. Yeah, give me the Friars. Um, and I do think the winner of Iowa and Providence beat Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Providence just wins. And we've, we've said it. I'll say it again a thousand times. They just win games, and they're going to continue to do so. Nate Watson's a beast down low. Um, Bynum and and, uh, and Al Durham are really starting to figure it out. So uh, give me the Friars to go deep. Yeah, uh, we're, on, we're on opposite sides with Providence here. Yeah, yeah. you're taking South Dakota State first round. Yeah, right? I am yeah. interesting to see this dynamic. But if we get a South Dakota State-Iowa uh, second-round matchup, 100,000% I'm betting the over. Yep. Don't care what it is. Yep. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Now down to the east. Last one here. So outside of the top three, you get UCLA, Texas, um, Murray State. Uh, what do you see here? Uh, I'd probably like UNC here. I think mm. Baycott, Caleb Love. I think they got that pedigree to make it far. I think uh, if you run into that second-round matchup against Baylor, Chamu Chachua's injury could uh, could hurt them there with that interior size of uh, North Carolina. But I, I like UNC here. I could see him losing in the first round, but I can also see him being that uh, eight or nine upset over the one seed in the second round. Yeah, UNC has, has the makings to do that. And they showed up in big games, right? Yeah. They beat Duke, yeah. so... Um, and this is kind of a cheap pick uh, because I think they're they would be favored in over Baylor, but I'm going to pick UCLA. 
to get to at least the Elite Eight. Uh, and I'm tempted to go Texas on the other side. Yeah, uh, I, I could see a Texas-UCLA uh, fight for a Final Four. But Hawkeyes has started to figure it out. Ever since they started playing Miles Johnson over Cody Riley starting, mm-hmm. uh, I trust them more inside, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and they've been there before. That's a very experienced team. They got guys like David Singleton off the bench that can can light it up from three. So give me the Bruins uh, in the East. Yeah, I like that. All right, any closing thoughts from you? No, I'm just excited for this tournament. Um, everything we probably said here is probably going to be wrong just because that's the nature of the beast. Except for Yale beating Purdue. Yeah, that's, you can chalk that one in lock. there. Yeah, that's a lot. But I'm telling you what, the tournament is just it's, – it's an amazing time of the year. Enjoy it. Find a comfortable seat. Enjoy watching six games at once, hopefully, some nights. It'll be a great, great, uh, great tournament. Hopefully, uh, ends with uh, Kentucky Cup down the nets. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian, thanks for. Uh, yeah. We might have to jump on back here. on next weekend and uh, maybe yeah. do a little Sweet 16 Elite Eight preview, figure that out. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.